Anubis. Thank you for being on my podcast today. <laughs> All right. So I'm just going to... Oh, what would you like me to refer to you as? We'll go with Scene Girl. Scene Girl. Okay, if I can say it right, Scene Girl. And how many L's do you spell that with? How do you spell that? S-C-E-N-E-G-U-R-L. And how many L's is in your Twitter One. handle? Oh, Twitter handle? Fuck, I think four. Four L's? I think. <laughs> oh my god. Four or five. Anubis. Good boy. Who's a good boy? Alright, so... I wanted to ask you, how long have you been into, like, the Halloween decor? When did you first get an itch for Halloween decor? <laughs> uh, it started at a young age, probably when I was, like, 15. What happened to you when you were 15 that made you like Halloween decor? Um, I started... Anubis, you can't... Anubis, you can't do Anubis, you can't do that. The Hills Have Eyes was, like, on TV, and we were watching it, and I was like, yeah, I like this shit. <laughs> yeah, I like this shit. So I'm gonna go to well, the dollar store and buy every Day of the Dead <laughs> skull that they have. Not only that, too, but, like, once my sister was telling me that we had, like, ghosts in our house or whatever, I was, like, kind of into that. Ooh, okay, tell me a ghost story. Tell me, like, the scariest ghost story that ever happened to you. Scariest ghost story. Hmm. Well, we had moved into this house in Athol, Idaho, and we had heard that there had been a house fire and someone had died in the house that we were living in, this little trailer dinky home. And one night I'm reading bedtime stories to my sister, and all of a sudden she starts crying out of the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, what's wrong? And she's like, don't you see that man standing at the end of our bed? And I'm like, fucking. (laughs) I threw that blanket over my head and I was like, no, why are you trying to scare me? She's like, I'm not. He's standing right there. Don't you see him? And I was like, no, I don't see him. And then like weird occurrences would just like happen after that. What kind of weird occurrences after? So was that like the first scary thing that happened in the the house? The first scary thing that happened was when we first moved into that house, we had a bunk bed and my sister was on top and I was on bottom. And one night she woke up and she was crying and she literally had three claw marks down her back. Oh, shit. Yeah, and she was like, I can't sleep up here, like, I'm scared, blah, 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 blah. Did you end up sleeping in the same bunk? No, so we ended up switching beds where I was on the top bunk, she was on the bottom, and then my grandma finally got us, like, a full bed, and then that's when the man was standing there. Don't eat Q-tips, Anubis. Okay, continue. But weird stuff just would i would have the same reoccurring nightmare every night i lived at that place and me and my sister had the same dream once too and just weird occurrences oh yeah i remember that story it's been a long time tell me about that dream and don't let him eat that q-tip Oh, good boy drinking your water. What a good dog. Me and my sisters had the same dream where, like, we were in the, our bedroom, the bedroom that we were sleeping in. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna let him... I'm just gonna let him have this moment. I'm waiting for him to laugh. He's <laughs> so food. He's thirsty. I wonder how long he'll go. Holy shit. 
gonna drown. First thing I get on Facebook and it says life there tip. There you go. Do not get attached. <laughs> life tip. Do not get attached. Yes, true. Ah, come on, yes. Bubba. Come on, Bubba. Come lay down. Come listen to ghost stories. Anyways, me and my sister had the same reoccurring... Oh, not reoccurring, but we had the same dream one night where <laughs> we were in our room that we were in, and, like, we both had went to our um, window, and we looked out it, and there was, like, a face just fucking staring at us through our window. I'm, like, terrified of windows, too. I've had bad experiences with windows, too, where they have to be covered... Not here because we're on the third floor, but like anywhere else, I've always had to have something. Yeah, I always have to have at least a bar in my window, which I'm glad because when Harper and I had that week where I was kind of trying things out with her again, right before the strangulation in March, if I didn't have a bar in my window, she would have just crawled right back in after I got her out because she, I left her, I basically kicked her out after the strangulation Mm -hmm. and she, um, she wanted her phone and keys that were still in the house. And she fucking punched the hole through the screen door and tried ripping the window open. And I was like, this is fucked. What was your event of that day when I called you when you were at work? Like, after I called you, what kind of happened? Oh, I went into the office and said, I need to fucking leave right now. I don't care. I need to leave right now. Fucking kind of clocked out of my till and left. I was like, I need to go home right fucking now. And then Roger drove me home. And then, yeah. And then one thing led to another. Yes. What? So, then you called, you, you checked in on me, you called the police, then you were on the phone with the operator until they arrived, weren't you? Mm-hmm. They were asking me if she was still there, if she was still, like, in the facility, and I said no. She left. She was gone by the time I got there. Um, but she knew if she would have stayed, I would have been. Yes, that. yes. <laughs> she um. So did I tell you later on when me and Sophia, her ex girlfriend, <laughs> that you're still kind of, kind of sort of friends with? I don't. I don't know. What's, she's. I don't know what's going on there. But I went to her house later, and she called Harper on the phone to ask her questions to try to get a, like a, her story. And she was, like, talking mad shit about how you were the one who called the cops. And she's like, if Donna never called the fucking cops, this wouldn't happen in my head. I'm like, damn, if you never strangulated me, none of this would happen. Right? If you weren't such a dumb fucking psychotic bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good boy for rescuing me. If it weren't for you... Harper would have now stopped and I'd be dead. A good boy. A good boy. Okay. Alright. Change the topic because that's fucking dark. I want to go back to the ghost stories. So after the reoccurring dream and like that, like seeing the the man at the end of the bed, what other things happen in that house? Our beds would randomly start to shake. Like we would, like there would be nothing on. Like the washing machine wouldn't be going, the dryer wouldn't be going, dishwasher wouldn't be going, and our beds would shake. And we're like, "What the fuck is going on here?" And I was, I always just got this unsettling feeling every time I was home alone at that place too. And my grandma also saw a ghost there too. So my sister had a friend over and I was standing by my grandma and we were all watching TV and they were in the room 
and my grandma yells out and she's like girls like where are you at are you in the kitchen and I'm like no I'm sitting right here behind you it's okay bub and um <laughs> and um they come out of the room and she's like I just saw someone walk in through the table into that closet beside you and I was like oh no you did not just say that to me and she's like it was a little girl uh. and yeah and there were I'm pretty sure there were a couple of spirits there cause like the dark the guy that was standing at our end of the bed was for sure something evil because so entities can like attach to good spirits and hold them there to use their energy I've heard off. of that yeah. I've heard that oftentimes, and I actually do have belief in spiritual entities but um there are some people who write it off as maybe it's just all in our head and, and, it, and if that's true so be it like I've yeah. seen what I've seen I felt what I felt I don't care oh, if it's yeah. in my head or not it was it happened to me and it's happened to other people it's their real experiences and like I validate those experiences they really did fucking happen to them but there are some things that would happen too that were just like unexplainable yes so. there are just things that are just like there's no way that just happened in my head because like how does something move literally right in front of me and I see it physically move? Like, that's not just vibrational. <laughs> it's not just vibrational. It's not just an earthquake just happening right here in my house and nowhere else. Um, no, but my sister also had a dream that one of our goats had died. Three days later, it died. Like, shit like I've had weird prophetic dreams like that. Like, I knew that... There... Okay... I've known that some things were going to happen before they happened because I dreamed about them. Yeah. Or like, I dreamed about something happening and I didn't want it to happen. And Anubis, you are not chewing that bone right now. No, he's gonna. <laughs> On you. Yeah. You're a good dog. Nice ambiance for the podcast. Yes. <laughs> good boy. You're helping. That's going to go down there and you don't need to chew on that. Okay. He's, oh my god, he just drooled all over you. But my grandma, so that's the one thing, like, so obviously I don't know if my one young sister is my biological sister. I think she's literally my half-sister. She's the only one out of our family that's the oddball out. And so I feel like that's why she can see ghosts and stuff like that. Because my grandma's side, which is her dad... Um, my grandma also can, my grandma will have dreams and it will happen too. I used to be a huge skeptic. I used to, like, and honestly, I feel like my denial was a way to protect myself because I didn't want to believe those things were true because if they were, it would scare the shit out of me. Um, but then I had a, an experience where I had sleep paralysis where people will sit there and say, oh, it's sleep paralysis. Of course, of course you saw some shit. That's... That's a sound. <laughs> Good job. Um, anyways... <sighs> he's just gonna do what he's gonna do. Um, so I'm gonna tell the story of when I was with my ex-fiance of, like, on and off. We dated for maybe two, maybe three years. It was like... 19 when I met him. What the fuck was that? <laughs> weird boy. Good dog. He's like very loud. Okay. So I am dreaming of this 
kind of s- tall, skinny, alien-like creature following me around <laughs> my old trailer house, but there's nobody in the trailer but me. And I'm walking down the hall into my mom and dad's room, and then I see behind my mom and dad's bed this thin alien creature that was behind me, but now isn't in front of me. And so I go into my old bedroom and try to close the door behind me, but I go to reach for the doorknob, and it's there. And then I wake up, and it's fucking there in my bedroom, and I can't move. Except now it's morphed into, like, this, like, greenish, grayish skin, scaly kind of, but it's not... It's the way a lizard would would look, but it's got no scales. It's like the color of a a brown lizard. And and it's got like that E.T. squished face. And it's got... You can tell it's smiling, but it's got no face, right? No face. It's like hollow eyes. And it's coming at me slowly. And it starts stretching out its arms. And then it just stops, right? And instead of its arms reaching forward or it reaching forward, it just stretches out its fingers. And its fingers stretch into me. And as soon as it touches me, it dissipates into smoke. And then I, like, shoot up out of bed. I'm breathing. No, and my, and my, my ex fiance is sitting there like, talk to me, talk to me. Why won't... <laughs> okay. Let him, let him, let him have it. I don't want him to get growly with you. Yeah, it's okay. That's a wolf dog for you. <laughs> don't touch his bone. No, but I don't want him getting upset with you. That's alright. I won't touch his bone. I won't touch your bone. <laughs> over here. Bub, can you move it at least over here? Jesus Christ. Nubis, over here. Move it over here. Crackhead. I don't think it's gonna work. Come on. Over here. Yeah, he's picking it up. Oh, nope, you're just moving it to you want it. Okay. I don't think it's gonna work. I think we just have to deal with the, the unsettling sounds of crunching bones in the background. Um, Goes good with our story. Thank you for listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so and he's pissed at me because I can't even speak. I was just in such a state of stock that I couldn't even speak. Yeah. And um, later on, I'm I'm I have like a kind of a suicidal moment, and I end up back at I end up in the mental hospital, and I meet some guy there, and I'm telling him this story, and he stops me before he even finish it, and he's like, "When that thing touched you, did it disappear into smoke?" And he's like, "Holy fucking shit! I never told anybody this because I think I thought they'd think I was crazy, but yeah. I had the exact same thing happen to me." And so I go and tell my roommate this, and like um, before I finish the story, I just start seeing her turn fucking pale. I'm t- in the middle of the story, and she's like, she's like, it wasn't gray for me. It wasn't. It wasn't that gray brown. It was like a, a. It was smaller. It was green. But the same thing happened to me. And then we find out later that we lived kind of like <laughs> in the same area. That's strange. Yeah, like I lived on a street that was like kind of adjacent to their two streets that were like- parallel to each other, and I'm like. <laughs> Aliens are real. Aliens are real. And why why haven't they abducted me yet? God damn it. I would have been checking my body to see if there's any like weird like imprints or like things that they implanted and or something. That's what know? planted the seed of doubt in me. I used to be such a skeptic, but now it's like, okay, what if aliens are real and they're just fucking with us? No, my sister though, um, the one that's had all these experiences, she like one day me and her like ex boyfriend at the time were in the car and she was like, I believe I was sent on this earth to help people, like I'm a higher being and I'm just sent here to help. I'm like, What the fuck are you talking about? 
That shit kind of scared me a little bit. I was like, um, okay. Well, like, you listened to that last <laughs> podcast, and, like, God, I wish I had a better recording quality or, like, a studio or something, because there's so many moments where it just gets so loud because the phone's being moved or, like, whatever, and, like, there you can tell there's, like, a fan going on in the background. It's like, this is a pretty good microphone, but it, it picks up so much that when I move the phone or, like, whatever, it's, like, it's yeah. so loud. But anyways... I was I was talking about how with my my ex, um, oh, what should I say for my ex's name? I should just say one of my exes, <laughs> my most recent ex girlfriend, shithead, <laughs> shithead who ruined everything and blew it. Um, she said that she really viewed me as more of an energy than a person, and sometimes I really feel like that, like call me crazy or stupid or cringe or whatever but i just don't really relate to other people i get that and i feel like i do but i don't i feel like oh i feel like once and plus like with my sister too i feel like once people have like near-death experiences they are more prone to um seeing stuff like that and more prone to experiences like that yes i've had many near-death experiences so is my sister i tried to commit suicide when you and i were living together um after harper um dumped me like one of the times she dumped me which one of the you remember when i was crying into the clothes and you knocked on the door and i'm like i just want to be alone Mm -hmm. i tried i i drank like a shit ton of vodka ate like a bunch of pills and then i had like an out-of-body experience where i was like swimming around in my room like it was water and i i died i think i fucking died and like (laughs) my body's like oh no 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 not today and so I had to, like, swim down into my body. It was, like, viscous. And so I'm swimming down into myself, like, Crazy. looking at my puke-covered body. And yeah. and I had decided at that moment that I was never going to do that shit again. I was like, I can't keep doing this. It's just stupid. This is just dumb. It's never going to work anyways. It never... I, I'm too incompetent to fucking actually figure out how to do this. And plus, I have a fucking obligation to stay alive for my friends and family. Like, I can't keep doing this shit. It's selfish. Um, and pathetic and weak. But that doesn't mean that other people who are suicidal or have suicidal experiences are pathetic and weak. No. I just felt pathetic and weak in that moment. And, I feel um, like if they live through it and, like, they understand, like, that's not for them, it makes them stronger, you know? They've dealt with it. They can talk to other people about it and their experiences and how life is the way to go and killing yourself isn't you know the way out and And there's no guarantee that once you die it's the end well yeah because like who 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 told you that when you die it's gonna be over for you you know think about that it gives me that anxiety like yeah oh no i'm going to hell because of something i did when i was 12 Not only not that, but it's just like I don't want to be reincarnated. I want to be a ghost watching down on my family. You know, it's like, granted, I won't remember being reincarnated. Yeah, but it's like I. If you are reincarnated, it's not exactly fair. Like, look at all the work I did, and I finally got the piece of death. And you're telling me I have to get pushed out of a womb again and live as a tapeworm? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, or a fly. So, your favorite horror movie is American Mary. I like that one, but I also like the Terrifier. The Terrifier is probably Ooh, my I've never seen it. Oh, that's good. So we should watch that tonight. Yes. But talk about American Mary. Why do you like that one so much? 
crunch, <laughs> crunch, crunch, crunch in the background. Oh my god, he is, he is going to town. Yeah, I wouldn't pay attention to him though, because he was growling earlier. That means, so, I just leave him be. Um, honestly, I don't know why, it's just like intriguing, like how she... You know, obviously she ends up getting drugged and raped by her professor and then she ends up fucking standing up for herself and getting revenge on him and teaching him basically a lesson on how she she has to be perfect because surgeons don't fuck up and surgeons can't make mistakes. So obviously she used him to practice on and make her techniques better and everything about her better. So she used that power to get to her. Yeah, she took the control back. And she did, but it, it ended up fucking costing her life in the yeah, end. Yeah, her revenge. Her revenge cost her. And um, I think I really liked that movie, too. Um, I really relate to her, like... Because I've been drugged and raped before. I have a very raped, molested body. Um, and that, sh- that shit leaves psychological scars on you forever. And I... Never got revenge on the people who did that to me. I, in fact, I've forgiven people for that a long, long time ago. But it's like, it's not like forgiveness doesn't mean condoning those things. And the scar still. Holy shit, Anubis! Fuck! <laughs> Listen to that. You good? He's really sharpening his teeth. He hasn't chewed on his bones in a while. Good boy. Good boy sharpening your teeth. Oh my gosh. I wouldn't reach over there. Oh god, no. I'm not putting my hand anywhere near that bone. (laughs) You think I'm I'm not that retarded. I'm a bit stupid, but I'm not that stupid. Uh, um, Anyways. I think... I think my favorite part is the moment that, like, he realizes what's happening to him. I don't think he's gonna stop anytime soon. How, how long have we been talking? 22 minutes? Let's go a little bit longer. Um, let's see. What's something else I want to <laughs> ask you? How was it like having me as a co-worker? I love you. <laughs> I love you, too. That's all I gotta say. I love you. You're a great person. Um, good spirits. Get along with everybody. We get along with me. We have pretty much a lot. I feel like we have pretty much the same, like, attitude when it comes to, like, certain stuff and the same outlook and how we deal with things and we both have kind, big hearts. and Just calm people. Yeah, like, we don't feel the need for drama, or if we have something that we need to talk about or that we dislike, then we just tell each other, and we take care of it. Yeah. When I first started living with you, I was kind of afraid, because honestly, it's so strange, like, because you have a really powerful aura that, honestly, I feel like intimidates a lot of people. But the reality is, is that, like... You're just such a sweetheart, and, like, you actually are, like, you've expressed that you have some insecurities, and the reality is, is that, like, it's just, there is a you that other people view you as, an energy that, like, other people see and perceive, but, like, then there's this part of you that you can't hide that's inside, that once people see it, they're like, 
Oh, okay. I yeah. I see it now. Like I've actually had a lot of people like, oh, I was like when they first started working with me. Like one of my other friends, good friends, was like, she was like, I didn't think we were actually gonna be friends. She's like, I thought you were gonna be a bitch. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah people you. misconstrue us yeah. like so easy she because was like, you have RBF really bad. And, like, we're I both Taurus. Didn't yeah. And I'm like, dude, Taurus are like the best people though. Mm-hmm. Literally like everything there i feel like there's nothing ever bad said about people that are taurus even like through like you know like the you know like what is it called like your readings and stuff like that or stuff like that's put on the internet that your horoscopes and stuff like that there's always good shit said about tauruses yeah it's like if you wave a red flag in front of me i will give you my horns but but that's it like I love his commentary. Like, it's been a joy. Uh, <laughs> guest star Anubis. He is really... I love you. Good boy. <laughs> no, don't drink that. Don't stick your fucking head in the garbage can. You good boy. Yeah, and it's just like, that's just the front, though. That's just... That's just the wall that I put up to protect myself. Yeah. I, I come off as confident. I come off as brave. And, I like, feel like, I, don't even and like I, I am a confident person for the most part, but I just act that way when I have to, when it's necessary. But I'm not confident all the time, especially around people that I really, really like. I get really kind of shy and gentle, like- and, and my voice just <laughs> disappears when I'm right, right, right. Especially someone I have a crush on. <laughs> I just can't express myself properly around them because I just, my voice is gone because I'm like, Oh my god, this cute person, what am I doing? Like, and I get so flustered. <laughs> I feel like I'm not confident, but I feel like I like to give a good attitude when it comes to anything. I like just to be like, because it was like I was telling Cam the other day, I'm like, you never know if people are having a bad day or whatnot. That's why I'm nice to everybody that comes into my work, even if, you know, I don't like them or whatever. You don't know what they're going through. Yes. You don't know. You don't have any context to what's going on in their life except for that moment that they're there. So I try to be the better person. I try to be like, I try to, you know, one up myself and be like, well, I don't know what this person's going through. I don't know if they're having it hard right now. So I want to be nice and I am nice. That's my philosophy too. You never know if that person coming in is acting like a dick, right? And they're a dick to you, but you're just smiling. You're nice. And as soon as they leave, they're like, huh, you know, that person was really pleasant. And it changes their day. Exactly. You never know how you affect people. People feel like their voice doesn't matter these days. Like what they do or say doesn't matter. But yes, it does. We're all connected. Oh, yeah. You have no idea what a ripple you can cause if you're just nice to some people sometimes. I feel like there's no point to be mean. Like, yes, you can have your boundaries. You can have your opinion and everything. But what does being mean do? It doesn't solve anything. It creates more problems. Yes. There is a time and a place where it's like you can tell someone their behavior is yeah. unacceptable yeah. and there might be a bite in your voice, but you don't have to drag it on. No. You can you can tell them that's not okay. I don't like it, but you don't have to like go for the throat. Yeah. Exactly. And so that's how I feel. I feel like I am an adult. I don't feel the need to lie to people or... I wear my heart on my sleeve too. Yeah, and it's like, I feel like, um, you know, being nice to people is the better option than just being straight up mean to anybody. Like, there's no point for it. Like, it's not going to teach them anything, you know, other than 
you trying to be a shitty person. You also to... you also don't have to be nice if you don't want to. Like it's one thing to to like yeah. be mean or and there's it's like I don't like to purposely be mean. I I like to be nice or withhold judgment and sometimes just not react. Yeah. That's 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 my two go-tos. I don't like being mean. If I am mean, I feel like a dick later cuz I'm like I really didn't want to be like that, but like we're yeah. human, sometimes we get angry. Exactly. But it's like I forgive myself for those moments because I'm human. We have we all yeah. have times where we're angry at each other, and anger serves its purpose. But it's not my it's not even a primary emotion. When you're angry, anger is a secondary emotion. There's usually a root cause of that anger, and you have to yeah. figure it out. Exactly. Even <laughs> even if someone makes me angry, though, it's just like I don't even really get angry about it. You know, I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Well, you don't like me, okay. Fine. <laughs> Like, I don't need you to like me for me to be happy. I don't yeah, need I mean, anyone to like, like me. When, I don't like when people don't like me, you know? like Neither do I, but the same time, that's I'm like, how I, the world if works. If I don't like you to begin with, I don't care if you don't like me. Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like somebody whose name starts with a K who used to work with us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he actually came in today. Gross. Why would he do that? Nobody wants to see him. I was like, did you see who came in today? And I was like, oh yeah, he flipped me off. For no reason. I think I think it was jokingly, but yeah, yeah. I I had a dream that I had a dream about him last night. Oh my god, I just remembered. So I had a dream that I'm just gonna call him Kay. Like was posting about how he used to be like such an asshole and a dick, and he's like, you know what? I really got closer to my fiance lately, and I realized that I'm kind of an asshole, and I pushed a lot of my friends away. And I wonder if that was like some sort of like sign from the universe that he's changing. I don't know. It's so funny because all of us were wondering. We're like, <laughs> we're like, uh, what does she see in him? Well, I what think he kind she, of. I why okay. Is she with him, I, she could do so much. Yes, I think. I, I okay. I really hope he never discovers this podcast because I'm going to say something, mm-hmm. and I really think he groomed her. I think he found her online, and they had that long distance relationship over the course of quite a few years and like he groomed her into moving in and um well i feel like that's their relationship and they can work on that and they can do what they're gonna do yeah exactly i i i was groomed by a lot of people as soon as i got my first ipod like i was 13 and i was like flirting with older men on the internet and like i sent way too many nudes to older men me too and i felt bad like some sort of slut about it for a long time but then i realized holy shit it was totally their responsibility to make sure that wasn't happening to a little girl yeah like what the fuck is wrong with people as a whole like i feel like men really need to apologize for what they do to young women not all men. I really do believe in the sentiment of not all men, yeah, but like, men, but. but that's not what I mean when I say fuck men. Yeah. Like, I, obviously, there are men in my life that I trust. Yeah. With my whole life, I would trust them. Yeah. Like my big brother and one of my exes in particular, I would trust him with my life. Like, I feel like I would trust Scott with my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like Scott. Yeah. Like, he's a gray old man. Like, shit. There are men I really trust, but there are men that I would not ca- be caught alone with. You know. All right. So before we wrap this up, I want to ask you one last question. And it's like, out of this conversation, what do you think you really enjoyed the most 
from this conversation? I feel like all of it, honestly. Good. Yeah, I'm pretty into, like, everything that we were talking about. And, like, obviously, I like talking about experiences and helping people and mental health, obviously, that, too. And day-to-day dealing with shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And just having a conversation about it can... I feel like this is why I want to do this podcast, because having these kinds of conversations are really healthy conversations. Yeah. And I've, I've come into contact with people that don't know how to conversate. They think they do, but they can't give and take. Yeah. A conversation, 50% listening, 50% talking. Oh, yeah. And that's my biggest thing. Is, um, when I was listening to that last episode, while you were listening to it, I interrupted Denali a lot. A lot. Yeah. Um, and I don't like that I do that. That's like... That's something I learned from when I was younger, and my dad... Oh, I do it a lot, too. Mm-hmm. My dad interrupted me constantly, so I had to fight to be heard. Exactly. And I learned that that's what he did when he was younger. He had to fight to be heard, <laughs> and I'm doing what he did. It's like this cycle, right? And I'm trying really hard to get out of it, yeah. to like give people more space and yeah. room to talk and have the floor, and I stop fucking interrupting them because... They inspire me. They inspire thought. And I want to talk about what I want to talk about. But I've got to stop thinking in my head what I want to say while someone's trying to fucking talk to me. I feel like that could be a thing, too. It's like you want to make sure that you're heard, too, and that you're not left out and forgotten or that, you know, what you have to say is important, too. So I understand where you're coming from because I do that, too, a lot. Because sometimes I will forget what I'm going to say and then I'm like, I need to say it now. Yeah, hold that thought. Yeah, or or people, like, will speak up and, like, speak, talk over me. So it's like, I don't get to say what I want to say, you know? So I understand that, too. Something that I've been doing a lot lately is apologizing immediately when I catch it and saying, oh, I'm sorry, continue. I'll, I'll hold my thought. Yeah. Um, and that really... And, and also something I've been asking people to do is, hey, when I interrupt you, don't let me do it. Just yeah. say, hey... I wasn't finished. That's simple as that. And I will shut the fuck up for a second and let you finish. I did that to Cam the other day when he was talking and I was trying to fucking say something. He would not let me get my two cents worth. I was like, let me fucking talk, please. He did that to me. He wouldn't shut the fuck up. And I I was like, Cam, I was like, Cam, you need to shut the fuck up because I don't want to talk right now. Why are you keep trying to talk to me when I have completely told you? I am not in the mood right now. Just have a conversation. Yeah. Stop it. Just please. Like we like we all we all have things we need to work on and everybody. Yeah, and that's all we can do. You know, work on bettering ourselves and bettering the situations around us and just everything. Yeah. Good talk. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening guys i hope you tune in next time as my recording quality gets better and maybe there's less bone chewing in the background uh have a swell morning afternoon supper time whatever see ya bye